This is the Real Estate Foundation, your show for massive action with proven results. Raise your life and your legacy with real estate. Are you ready to take your multifamily game to the next level? Well, you need to join us October 12th, Saturday, October 12th, for our one-day multifamily foundation workshop. We're going to bring it to you live. We got a list of 15 speakers that are going to go through the process of everything it takes to get your mind right, get the deal right, learn the terms, understand the markets, learn how to find the deals, learn how to underwrite the deals, learn how to put your team together, everything from property managers to brokers to insurance companies. Beyond that, what's the proper way to raise funds for a deal and how to close a deal and what to do after you take over a deal. So it's going to be a huge event. It's going to be awesome for you to join us. Got a great space. It's going to be here in New Jersey, in Springfield, New Jersey. Of course, it's going to be a one-day event, but we got everything packed in from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Right now, if you put in the code workshop, you're going to get a special discount. And again, that code is workshop, but you need to go to multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com. Again, www.multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com and go fast because we've sold a ton of tickets for this. I actually was able to get a bigger room, so but that's filling up quickly as well. So again, www.multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com. Put in the code uh, workshop. There we go. Got that down and look forward to seeing you so we can all take massive action together. Super excited for today's guest. And if the name sounds familiar, it's because we've had him back all the way on episode 236. We have Scott Maurer of Advanta IRA with us on the show today. Hey, Scott, how you doing? Good, Jason. How are you? Good, good. Well, we're, Scott's bearing with me here as I, I do take three or four, I get the marbles out of my mouth. So we're going we're gonna to hit on this again, and you're going to have some awesome feedback coming back from Scott. And remember, go back and check out episode 236. It's going to give you a great background for what Scott does. But Scott is the Director of Business Development for Advanta IRA. Advanta specializes in administering self-directed IRA and retirement accounts. Scott has worked for Advanta since 2006 and is a frequent speaker and lecturer on the topic of self-directed IRAs and using retirement funds to invest in real estate and other alternative assets. As the business development director, Scott oversees the sales, marketing, and education staff to ensure that new clients receive proper guidance and support when establishing relationships with Advanta. Scott's also worked with numerous individuals and companies to educate them on how to self-direct IRAs can be used in their capital raising strategies. Scott is also an attorney and a member of the Florida bar and although he does not give legal advice to Advanta clients okay cool we, we got we got that safeguard <laughs> yeah, in there helpful. as well good well Scott we're super excited to have you you know last time we covered so much we talked about self-directed IRAs and today we really want to talk about fundraising with retirement funds so you know thanks for coming back on and before we get into us just give us a little bit more of a recap about the business size of what Advanta IRA is Sure. Just, just a quick recap. What we do at Advanta IRA is we help people who have IRAs, old 401k plans. Maybe they're starting up a new 401k plan for themselves, but we help people who have money in those accounts invest outside of the stock market. I'm sure as people look back over the last several months, they're going to see ups and downs in the stock market. Um, what we allow people to do is get their money out of those markets and into investments that they know 
and can control. And so much of what we do is in the real estate field, whether it's rental properties, single family homes, rehabs, multifamily syndications, you know, private lending. There's so many different things you can do in real estate. Uh, and most people have no idea that their IRA can be used to do that. So it's a, as an administer of, administrator of self-directed IRAs, we facilitate and help people that you find the investment, we'll help you keep that money inside the IRA, keep it tax protected, and hopefully you know, you're getting out of the market and investing in what you know. So why aren't more people using this? A uh, simple reason most people don't use it um, is that if you have an IRA or you have a, an old 401k with a brokerage firm, um, they won't handle alternative assets. And that's a business decision they made, not a legal decision. It's simply they decided they don't want to hold it. So if you have an account with those firms, they're never going to advertise to you that this is possible. So it's incumbent upon you to either do the due diligence yourself and find out about it, or maybe you get told about self-direction for a friend or a financial advisor or CPA. Um, that's generally speaking how people it's going to either doing your own research or somebody telling you about it, because if your IRA is with one of those firms now, they're not going to independently tell you, you can take your money elsewhere and go invest in real estate. Yep, and you might actually hear, no, you can't. And that's, that's huge as you said that is, it's not that you can't, they've just made the business decision is they don't offer this side of it. And so like I said, we, we have, of course, investors who invest in our deals. And they said, oh, well, I can just go my, ask my IRA provider. And you know, I said, okay, see what they say. And they said, no, you can't, as if it was like an illegal process for them to do this, when in fact, it was just that they didn't offer that. And the person they spoke to didn't, didn't know because they had their checklist of questions, basically just saying, oh, can we invest, you know, self-direct in, in real estate? The answer is no. That's what we have on our placard. No other reasoning or guidance behind it. So in terms of investment strategies, what is some of the most beneficial ways that we can use, of course, the services of Advana to find real estate investments that, that may be best suited for us? Yeah, I mean, I think there's two ways people usually use our service. The kind of the, the people that we talk to in business development on a, on a daily basis, it's the individual investor that has their old 401k, has their IRA funds that, you know, found that single family home down the street uh, that's available for rent uh, or for, for purchase and say, hey, I could go buy that and make and put that in my, in my portfolio um, or a rehab project or I, you know, that someone who's looking to invest in a large syndication, you know, my IRA could put 50, 100 grand into somebody else's $3 million deal. Um, so we, we work, we'll work a lot with those individual investors and their particular IRAs to make those investments. And then the clients you know, come to us, they bring the investment. And again, our role is to make sure it's properly titled. Uh, but we also deal a lot with um, uh, syndicators, uh, other real estate investors who are using other people's IRAs as the source of capital for their deals. So it's not uh, someone using their own money to fund their own project. Uh, through their IRA. It's actually, hey, I have another rehab uh, that I want to buy, or I have another rental property I want to buy. Uh, I'll use Joe's IRA account. He'll lend me the money, and then I'll use that money to make a deal. Uh, or in the case of a syndication, we're raising millions of dollars. Here's one more avenue that people can use, you know, another way that people can invest with us in that syndication. So um, we, we, again, work with people on both sides of the aisle, whether it's the individual account owner to also those people, you know, who are looking to raise capital. So for people that are looking to raise capital, is there, is there a helpful talk track or some key points that they should make known to a potential investor to help them better down the path of, of potentially using a, you know, a self-directed IRA? 
Yeah, I think when, when if you're raising capital and you're sitting down with an individual, it's maybe outlining a number of different ways that they can invest with you. And we by no means say that self-directed IRAs is the best or the only way to do it, but it's another tool in your tool belt when you're sitting down in front of a, a couple or an individual and you're saying, let's, you know, if you're interested in investing, here's my prospectus, here's the rates of return. And here's a couple of different ways that you could invest with me. You could invest with your you know, personal savings account, uh, other funds that you have uh, maybe available to you, or have you ever thought about investing using your IRA or old 401k? Because again, most people, we, we talked about it at the beginning, don't know this is an option because their, their money's at Schwab or Fidelity. They've never been told through Schwab or Fidelity that I could invest in real estate, so I must not be able to do it. So it's merely adding that as part of your repertoire when you're talking with people of here's the different ways you could invest with us. And when you say IRA or 401k, um, that's what will pique people's interest. I think at times there are a lot of people sitting on a lot of money in their accounts. That they think just has to sit in the market until they retire and don't realize they can take uh, ownership of that money now and actually do a little bit more with it. So that's, and especially when you're investing through an IRA or 401k, the benefits are a lot of the returns you get, come back either tax-free or tax-deferred back into your account. So it's a tax-advantaged way as well of making an investment. Can you talk to some other advantages if you had the option of, of course, using, you know, cash in your account or, you know, having an old IRA? Talk to us about some of the disadvantages and advantages from a passive investing standpoint. Sure. If, if someone was looking at making an investment, say, let's, let's just use a very simple example, a single family rental property, you're going to go buy a house, rent it and receive the rental income. Now, if you're analyzing between IRA and non-IRA funds, uh, on the positive side of using an IRA, all of your gains, the income that is generated from the rents, uh, the profits on the sale of a deal, that all comes back to your IRA uh, tax deferred. Now, you're going to eventually pay taxes on that money down the road. But in this case, you're boosting your IRA account. Uh, you're allowed, you can compound your money more quickly when you're not paying taxes as you go. Uh, the downside though with using your IRA, you don't get depreciation and other kind of deductions because your IRA isn't paying tax on that income. So if you're analyzing it from IRA or non-IRA sources, you're gonna definitely have some tax considerations and uh, in getting a CPA involved. Um, that being said, the one thing we kind of always make sure, you know, one thing to realize if you have an IRA account and you have $100,000, $200,000, $500,000 sitting in that account, unless you want to distribute that money to you personally and pay all the taxes, you're going to leave that money invested in an IRA at some institution. It's a matter of what you choose to do with that money at an institution for it to grow. So you could put that money in mutual funds and stocks and ride the stock market. You could buy that single family rental home and get a consistent uh, income. So sometimes there is a tax analysis that you may say, hey, this isn't the right deal for my IRA. But at some point, you want to look at your IRA account and say, what is the best investment for this money that I have here? I love that. And so from a, maybe using a, a cost segregation standpoint, that, that wouldn't be a beneficial use here because it wouldn't it transcend or correlate to the self-directed IRA? Correct. Correct. Right. So yeah, certain, certain tax benefits that you we get personally or through a business, you're not going to get with the IRA in that, in that instance. So from a passive investor environment, when, when they are conducting research about potentially working in a syndication, um, what, if they're you know, working with you, what questions should they be asking of the syndication group or, or how, they should be, how should they best prepare themselves to be able to use uh, the self-directed funds? 
Yeah, I think when you're when you're investing really in any almost any investment that, that you make to a self-directed account, just note that uh, you know at Advanta IRA we don't do due diligence, and and no self-directed company does due diligence on the investment. So it is going to be incumbent upon you to ask the questions of who you're investing with. Make sure you know evaluate the property. Let me see your financials. Let me see your projections. Uh, they're involved because when you bring it to us to make the investment, our role is to make sure that your IRA is properly listed on the documents and that you've approved of it. Ours is not to do the background uh, checks and the due diligence on the investment. So when you're looking at those investments, it's very, very important. Uh, I mean, in an IRA or not, you should be doing your, your due diligence, running your information on the people that you're investing with. And from a timeline perspective, say uh, you are actively raising capital for a project and you do come upon an investor who has an old IRA, an old 401k, or 401k that they want to roll over. What kind of timeline expectations should one have to be able to see if this can actually meet the timeline of their raise objectives? Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're raising capital, you probably, if, if you're, someone has an IRA, you want to allow for a few weeks uh, probably to get that account for that, the timing for someone to get an account open, get money transferred in, uh, and then ultimately invest it into your syndication. And unfortunately, the time lapse is simply waiting on money to transfer from your Vanguard account, from your Morgan Stanley account. Uh, some of them are very easy to work with, and we get money within a few days. Uh, others take a little bit longer and can take a couple of weeks. So that's, it's, it's going to depend on who the other custodian is. One of the things we do, if you're, if you're working with us, we will let the client know up front, Oh, you're, you know, who you're moving money from, this is their process. This is how long we could expect uh, to receive the funds. I can't guarantee it, but usually give you a pretty good ballpark of how long it's going to take. But you definitely want to allow for at least a week, um, probably two to three in order to get it done. And, and obviously what we try to do on our end is make it as easy as possible for you, make it as easy as possible for your investor. And making it easy is giving enough time for the process to play out properly so that we're not scrambling at the last minute uh, to get documents signed. But um, when we work with clients over and over again that are investing capital, uh, we come up with a pretty good process for, and, and they know it and their clients know it and it works very, very smoothly, very easily. Um, like I said, and usually it's, it's a two to three week process at the most. So if a new customer comes to Advana, what are some of the questions that they should be asking to just fully understand the process or better understand the process? I think the questions they need to ask us uh, up front, um, it, sometimes it's more us asking them the questions, but for, the, for them is, you know, what do we need in terms of paperwork? Um, and again, that comes from us asking the question really of what are you investing in? Um, you know, Jason, if I was doing a deal with my IRA with you, it could be uh, investing in a syndication, which then I need your private placement subscription documents. Uh, my IRA could provide a, be providing you with a mortgage loan. In that case, we need a look to see a note document or a mortgage document with the IRA reflected. Uh, if you're buying, if I'm buying a property from you, I need to be able to see a contract in the name of the IRA. So that's kind of the important thing is really for a client up front is giving us that information of what you're investing in. And we're going to, of course, ask and prompt that uh, that question. Um, but that's a, a good question up front is if I'm going to make this investment, what do I need to, to provide you as far as paperwork and what's the process going to be going forward? Again, some investments you you just get a monthly or quarterly distribution check and there's not a lot for you to do on a, on a monthly basis. But if you are buying say a single family home, you know, how is advance a process the checks uh, to pay expenses? How do, how does Advanta handle the income coming in? Um, and we will go through that entire process when you give you the different options uh, that you have. 
and from a self-direct uh, custodian perspective, you know, not all companies, of course, offer this. If someone, you know, for some reason doesn't reach out to you, but reach out to another provider, what are some questions they should be asking of that provider to make sure they, they meet the muster? Well, I think asking kind of what, you know, ask them to go through their process. You know, if I'm making an invest, how long is it going to take to get my account open? How long is it going to take to get my funds? Uh, will I be working with one person in your office for the entire transaction? Um, what happens after my process, my purchase is made? Do I have to deal with other people at that point as well? And really getting an idea from them on, on what their back office work is, is like. How, how can I get bills paid? Do I have to, to fax in a bill or can I simply go into your online portal and, and, and ask for an expense to be paid? Um, that's another good one to ask. Um, I can say at, our, at what we do at Avana, we try to give everybody one account manager, one person, one point of contact to, to make it easy. So I think that's important yeah. to ask um, is, is how they handle it. You know, and, and even still, you know, what educational support, what kind of uh, feedback can I get from my account? Do I make the purchase and then you don't answer the phone again? Or is it, can I call you with recurring questions on, on a daily basis for things that are going my my account? And we understand that self-direction is new to you know most of the people that come to us this is a brand new concept as we're talking most people don't know it's possible when they come to us they're going to have those basic questions and even after they make their investment you know something's going to pop up in their head a week later or two weeks later or two years later and and say i need that question answered i'm not sure call us and then we're happy to, to walk you through get those get you the right answers or get you to somebody who can give you that answer yeah and that's huge right and you, you hit the nail on the head like the process is so huge and having that point person that you know is going to be your point person for your account is, is huge. Yeah, I was just going through this. Um, I had to get involved on in a laundry contract issue and you know, I'm on like my seventh person. I'm like, how is this so difficult? Who's, who's our point person here? You know, and right. it, it, each person knows one up to one step. And then at that point it's like, it's like they're all trying to complete a sentence and they all know like three words of sentence kind of, kind of <laughs> effect here. And so I've been going through that and just having one point person that that's what you need because it, it makes you feel confident. You're going to be able to get the right answers and the story's not going to change each time you come back to that story. Exactly. Um, now, I, I want to transition a little bit here. So we, we touched on it slightly in the past, but let's talk a little bit about solo 401ks, uh, solo 401ks, how we can use that in our process and, and what are the advantages of that? Sure. So, you know, at Avana, we do obviously administration for self-directed IRAs, but we also do offer uh, the solo 401k plan as well for people who own their own business. Uh, the solo 401k gives you the ability to make larger contributions on an annual basis. So with IRAs, you may be limited to six or $7,000 a year uh, that you can put in out of your pocket. If you're owning, if you own your own business, you can defer upwards of $55,000, $60,000 a year into a 401k. So some great tax savings for you as a, as a sole proprietor and business owner. Uh, additionally, you can borrow from your 401k. You cannot borrow from your own IRA account, but this, that is one difference. Um, and then if you're investing your retirement funds into leveraged properties uh, or, or you're investing your, your, your retirement funds into a business, there is a tax called UBIT, Unrelated Business Income Tax, that can apply to IRA accounts if an IRA is, in, is involved in a leveraged or mortgage real estate deal. So if you're investing into, uh, say so you, you make a down payment on a property and you get a mortgage for the balance using your IRA, you're gonna, IRA is gonna be subject to that tax. Or if you invest um, in a private placement where there is leverage involved, your IRA can be subject uh, to that UBIT, UBIT tax. Solo 401ks are not subject 
to UBIT tax in those scenarios. So if you are looking at placing your money into leveraged properties and leveraged investments, your 401k will cut out that UBIT tax issue. Again, doesn't always come up, doesn't come up often, but for leveraged real estate deals, it does. And that's a huge benefit that the solo 401k has. And if you own your own business or you have a side business um, that can justify the establishment of a solo 401k, uh, it can be a no brainer in those situations. Hey, hey, can you talk to a point, and I'm not even sure you, you know the I'm going to put out there, that where you can see for, from an IRA perspective investing where, where UBIT could be triggered? Uh, UBIT can be, tr- it can be triggered in an IRA. Again, if there's dev- uh, leveraged Real, you know, you've, you've invested into a leveraged real estate deal. So your IRA, uh, you'll see a single family home, your IRA puts down 40%, mm. you get a mortgage for the balance. You have, you're going to have a UBIT issue. Um, if your IRA, not really in the real estate realm, but if your IRA invested into like a private equity fund uh, or, or a private placement that is an ongoing business, you know, if you're investing in the restaurant down the street, who's, they're sending back to you business profits each month, um, that can trigger UBIT to your IRA account. Um, it's not a determination that we make uh, when we set up the investment. It is up to you and your tax advisor uh, to see if it's going to apply. But again, the good thing is if you have a solo 401k, one of the benefits, you don't have to worry about it. But for an IRA, uh, it is something to think about. Again, we're here as a resource. We're just not going to tell you, uh, we're not going to file the, the tax return for the UBIT and we're not going to tell you that yes or no, it definitely applies. That's a question for a CPA. Great. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. Cause there's always some questions that outstand about that UBIT there. And uh, of course it comes down to the tax professional really leading the charge about what can and what can't be done without tax implications. So I, I do appreciate that. Uh, from the solo 401k perspective, um, if, if there is a business owner that, that has the, the chance or opportunity to self-direct an IRA or, or, or do a solo 401k, um, is there any other advantages to one or the other besides the, the UBIT, of course, approach? Again, I think for the solo 401k, it's, it's, it's the lack of UBIT that makes it an advantage. It's the ability to take a loan from it. Um, there's the ability, again, to make a much larger contribution annually. So if I'm a business owner uh, and I'm killing it one year, I'm, trying to probably, I'm probably trying to figure out a way to not pay as much income tax that year. Yep. Um, by setting up a solo K, I can defer a larger, larger amount of my income that year into the 401k uh, and get a bigger tax write-off. Um, also, if, if you're looking to put money away tax-free, um, you can set up your solo K to have a Roth component. Um, so your Roth, the monies you put into that Roth portion of the 401k uh, ultimately are going to come back to you completely tax-free along with the earnings that are, that are attributable to that. So um, that's another huge component for, for high earners, uh, individuals over a certain income threshold. You cannot contribute each year to a Roth IRA. There are, there are limits there in putting money in that time of tax-free account. But if you're a small business owner, you own your own business, and you're out there killing it, you can put in up to $19,000 a year tax-free into a Roth IRA. Or, I'm sorry, Roth 401k. Roth. Yep. Awesome. So, and from a perspective of talk to us about, about the company itself. What's the company motto? I mean, our company is invest in what you know uh, and take That's control. Right. And, and again, it's, it's, we don't sell investments, so we're not trying to push anyone in any particular direction. But the, the common theme from the people who invest in single family rentals to people who invest in multifamily placements to people who buy gold and silver or do private notes and mortgages. The common theme is that they have come across an investment opportunity that they feel more comfortable with maybe in the stock market or that they've been doing personally for years and are just now discovering that, Hey, I could also use my IRA to make the same investment. So we're enabling them to um, basically take that money and not put it, 
know, I mean, we always, you always hear the joke about the proverbial dartboard for the stock market, you know, just throwing a dart and seeing, seeing what you get. Um, and a lot of people that's, that unfortunately is a reality. They're just not sure that why, why the stock market might've dipped 500 points last week or why it went up 500 points the next day. But they do know that they can get a certain amount of income from a rental property or from a private placement. Um, and they understand that and they know that. And so we're enabling them to, to like I said, investing in what they know from that perspective. Yeah. And this basically sums up everything we have right here in the podcast. Invest in what you know and take control. I love that. That's awesome, Scott. Scott, for, for listeners that want to hear more about you, find out more about the company, where's the best place to find you that you can get the resources they want to know about potentially using your services? Just very simply go to, uh, you know, advantaira.com. That, you know, it's advantage without the GE. So A-D-V-A-N-T-A ira.com. We have a wealth of information on that page. Um, I would also encourage if you go to our homepage, go to the, you know, scroll to the bottom. Um, You have, we have the the social media little icons, click on the YouTube, you know, go to our YouTube page. We archive all of the webinars that we do. We are very uh, big proponents of education. We have a lot of guest speakers on it at different times um, on different, different topics related to self-direction. All of our webinars are archived. They're free to watch click there. And and that's just a great place to go for information. That's great. Well, Scott, we really appreciate you coming back on the show, giving us all this awesome knowledge. Great. I appreciate it, Jason. I'd love to be back. Good. Definitely have you back in the future. And again, this is Jason with the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast. Huge thank you to Scott Maurer. Thank you to you, all the listeners out there. Have a great day. Bye now. Mm -hmm.